right, so this week we're going to be talking about the Powerball, the $1 billion lotto that you and I are definitely going to win. <laughs> um, I know I'm going to win that particular event. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> in, we're definitely foreseeing into the future. Still in the running. <laughs> definitely we're not still already in the running. We're going mm-hmm. to discuss the nightmare that is the Sean Penn... El Chapo Rolling Stone interview. Abortion. Um, Oops, uh, interview, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the picture of a coat hanger that Rolling Stone... Oh, I'm sorry, the 2,000-word <laughs> interview that they printed, um, which does not end with Sean Penn's beheading, as I was hoping it would. <laughs> We're going to briefly also touch on the Oscar nominations that came out this morning, much to my and probably the Earth's chagrin. And we're going to close by talking about the life and career of David Bowie, who passed away, um, and someone else who passed away, but, yeah, okay, so... Someone else. Oh, um, hello, A-Rick. <laughs> oh, yeah, Alan Rickman. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> sorry, I thought this happened, I thought this was, a uh, In the past. I'm sorry. Yeah, right, I thought this was Wednesday night, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah, no, 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 now we're in the future, bro. Okay, right. okay, so okay, so let's talk. Let's talk about these Oscar nominations that literally just came out like fifteen seconds ago. Um, yeah, what's the deal, bruh? I literally cannot believe this. <laughs> I, everything that I thought I believed in, <laughs> all my faith is destroyed. I have no idea what's going on anymore. This um, is a very predictable set of Oscar noms. I don't predictable? know. Predictable. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It, it is and it isn't. It's predictable when you realize that this shit, you have to go with lowest common denominator at all times. But I mean, like, Ooh. Carol did not get any love, really. Best actress. Best actress, best supporting actress, too, which is bullshit. Those two are in the same, in the movie the same amount of time. They're just trying to play their odds better. Not buying it, chicas. That's my first thought. <laughs> um, but best picture, best director. Dude, that movie was, like... I was hearing about that after it screened at Con like m- like almost a year ago. For for Carol. Yeah, Carol. Like the hype has been going on for like nine months now that this movie was gonna be getting everything and it didn't even get a best director or best picture nod. Like what on God's green earth? Maybe they just weren't playing the game. Maybe they're scared I mean? of lesbian puss. Let's call a spade maybe a the spade. Academy's, maybe the Academy's afraid of the lesbian vagina. Should I pitch that um, to Hollywood Reporter? Is the Academy scared of lesbian puss? A round table. <laughs> Only if it's P-U-T-H. Puth. P-U-T-H. A round yeah. table. And then it's a picture of me with like six dogs playing poker <laughs> around a table. <laughs> we finally get down yeah. to brass tats. So that was crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, in a way it's sort of... I mean, the thing about this year was that there's like there was and still kind of isn't really too many front runners, which is not the case by this no. point in the award season. Like every year, there's at least two pictures that are sort of gunning for the prize. Last year was like Birdman or Boyhood. The year before that, everyone knew Twelve Years a Slave was like gonna win. There's like little changes in like the Oscar narrative, like here and there, but like you usually know like what's about to go down. I'd say I have a sense of what's going to go down, but everything that I thought was going to go down just on the level of nominations, I proved not to be true. And of course, it's super white, as always. As always. Mm. Bridge of Spies, I'm not too sure about that one. 
God, Bridge mm. of Spies. Who on God's green earth was talking about that movie? <laughs> I don't like know. Our, our That's the one with Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Tom Hanks. It's Steven Spielberg. I mean, like... I just think it's weird to give a best picture slot to a movie that's not getting love in any other category, really. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. give best picture to a movie where the director's not worthy of nominating best director. It's the same reverse. Yeah. Like, why would you give a best director nomination to someone whose film isn't good enough to be best picture? Like, there's just yeah. no logic to this. Like, it's just so, so stupid. Meanwhile, Creed is, like, one of the best movies of the year. P.S. <laughs> Right, everybody loves Creed. It's so good. Have you seen it? Uh, I did not. I haven't well, seen it. I almost saw it, it when I was in California. Yeah, no, I need to see. There's a bunch of these movies that I need to see. I need to see um, Big Short, apparently, is pretty good. Yeah, I never saw The that. Martian. I never, I never saw, saw Room. The Martian either. Who knew? Uh, me neither. I never saw Room. Apparently, that's amazing. Oh, you um, should definitely yeah. see Room because it'll give you an idea of the various things we're going to do to Janet. Not the rape, right. but definitely in terms of small spaces. The psychological stuff? Yeah, it's going to be definitely a mind right. game on par with Room. It's not going to be a physical nightmare, but it'll okay. be a mental one. But it's true. Creed didn't even... Everyone was saying, oh, Sly Stallone's supporting actor. I see. He's going to win that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's one of those it, things where they give one Oscar and they're like, this is for everything. And it's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> Nice oh one. wow! That guy didn't even that guy didn't get best director. No, uh, what's his <laughs> Ryan name? Coogler. Ryan Coogler. That movie Coogler. is incredibly well made. It's really, really, really well directed. It's crazy. My dad said it was like, yeah. My dad said it was the best fight sequences he'd ever seen in a movie. Yes. Oh my god, your dad. Any, any boxing movie. That. Yeah, he fucking loved it. My parents fucking loved it. It's incredible. The first fight is all filmed in one shot. It's like unbelievably yeah, well choreographed. I mean, it's really hard to do. Like moving camera during a fight during a boxing fight. I mean, like you have to be a, you have to just really time everything like incredibly well if you want like the jabs to hit like the right shoulder when you're shooting from the other shoulder. There's just like a real fluidity to it. How is that hmm. not? Meanwhile, Spotlight is like the blandest shit I've seen in a movie theater <laughs> in. History. It was very bland. I mean, it was a fucking story about reporting that's not yeah, exciting, you know what I mean? Totally. I mean, it's oh, like a pretty saying, taut right. screenplay. Like, it's really, you know, well done in terms of being, like, a procedural. But I look at that movie and I'm like, okay, was this filmed through a used Kleenex? Everything is, like, <laughs> beige and white and khaki. It looks like a khaki. The movie's yeah, a khaki pants. Right. Did you it see Spotlight? It's a swath of khaki material. I did. It is. It's a swath of khaki material. It felt like an HBO movie, like a really good HBO movie. It was. I and uh, right, I don't know. It, it, I am surprised to see Mark Ruffalo getting um, nominated for best actor. I'll be honest with you. I know. I'm like, are best you supporting actor? Hitting me. That is crazy. Yeah. Like, I just don't. Where do you think the Academy's headspace is? Like, who are these people? What are they? Are they? Do they care about what people think? Is that no, factoring think, in at all? Does it? What, do you know? Do you, but do you actually know what the academy is comprised? Like who makes up the academy? Um, are you saying because you do know, or are you asking? No, I don't know. I'm asking. I'm actually I mean, I'm curious. I know it's made up of like peers and people in the industry. I'm assuming a lot of them are old and white. Not all of them, but a lot of them. I don't know the actual right. makeup, but I have like a good sense of it. I think you can probably assume that it's going to be matching the demographic that Hollywood's serving the most, which is white men, right? Like, right. 
that's my assumption at least that yeah. the, so I don't know I don't know what the actual makeup is but I mean like when you have a movie like Mad Max being included which is a great movie but you almost I don't know to me that feels like a nomination that's sort of like trying to pander to people that need the Academy to start recognizing different types of movies that aren't just Oscar mm. movies so then I'm just kind of like, okay, if you're think if you're trying to think outside of this box that you've created, why do you stop short at any sort of actual change up in the whiteness of these awards? It's just like two steps for one step forward, two steps back. Like I just never really get where the headspace is at. It's wild. To me. I don't know, man. Maybe should, they just love white people. <laughs> Is that saying a lot? I mean, drone technology has is really good now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just go make Janet attend the ceremony and she can just bum everybody out. Right. <laughs> hey, Janet, can you just um, strap this really puffy vest to you and go inside that building? She's like, it's really heavy. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. And if you hear a ticking, just really don't worry. <laughs> oh, man. NSA is going to have a field day going through our tapes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rod Gazi. <laughs> yeah, Rod Gazi. The time what? Rod threatened to bomb the Academy Awards. Uh, that would so be my terrorist attack. Like, I have right. fucking had it with this country. The Kodak <laughs> Theater will feel my wrath this March. <laughs> like, footage of me at a Dave and Buster's, like, holding, like, a fake prop gun from, like, the Terminator Genesis video game. Like, this ends now. Yeah. Like, filmed on an iPhone. What, what would your manifesto read? What would it be about? Oh, my God. <laughs> what would it be about? It would be, like, <laughs> you don't even know, like... <laughs> I am absolutely exhausted of America forgetting that Tajari P. Henson is one of our greatest gifts. This is for her. Like, like fake gun noises. Yes. I imagine some sort of rant about Trader Joe's snacks. Or, yes, 100%. Uh, like, I cannot keep living in a country that treats these dark chocolate mint cookies as seasonal. <laughs> Like, Trader just releases a statement, like, it's peppermint. Peppermint is a holiday snack. I send a video back of, like, that person's wife's head. Think again. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, literally ready to jo join ISIS and be like, let's just refocus on, like, more chill things, but use your same crazy-ass tactics. Because, like, mm. you're getting shit done, but it's just, like, too messy politically. Like, let's get to the heart mm. of it, the things that affect the okay. people. Right. I don't know. You're saying, you're saying ISIS's methods, while valiant, ultimately are for the – they're not really getting the whole picture exactly. is what you're saying. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's mm. kind of like – it's sort of like when your kid is a troublemaker and you're like, but he's really smart. <laughs> he's just not stimulated. <laughs> you know, Einstein didn't finish school. That's like every right. parent's like monologue. It's that, but for mm. ISIS. Like, they're just like right. – so obsessed with this other stuff and it's like okay like i love what you're doing on the level of like tactic but like <laughs> we need to focus that on colorblind casting on seasonal yeah. snacking like let's think mm. big picture do you know what i mean yeah i don't know the don't end of seasonal snacking the yeah i want to end seasonal snacking like based like finally the mcdonald's breakfast thing has been like remedied like could that have happened sooner if we bombed a few mcdonald's yes but I don't have the patience to wait for peppermint year-round at Trader Joe's. I don't. Yeah. So. 
the day McDonald's uh, stopped the breakfast, no breakfast past 10 p.m. was like, you know, that was the game snacking. Sp- it was the snacking spring. It was like the yeah. <laughs> the, the, the epiphany. It was. It was a. It was a holiday for people who do like a wake and bake. You know. Right. It was like a dream for people who are stoned twenty four seven. Like those yeah. hash browns will always be mine. <laughs> Whoa, Doug. I definitely Doug, think like my ISIS would collaborate with Taco Bell's Twitter. Like they, there were definitely mm. a similar frequency, same yeah. audience. T-Bell, um, great Twitter handle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great Twitter handle. Like they're getting it. They get what how to do this whole thing. They're amazing. They need to. <laughs> they need to be voting at the Oscars. I think. I think we would see an all black year. <laughs> Taco Bell's Twitter handles. Yeah. If Taco Bell's Twitter could go back in time and run the Oscars, like Hustle and Flow would have won Best Picture. I have no doubt in my mind. There's, I don't think you can make the argument that it wasn't the best picture of that year. Right. I, I completely agree. That was like my favorite movie of 2005. Another yeah, movie, great. Too Black, for the Academy. <laughs> very, very much so. Uh, it's so frustrating, dude. I can't get over it. But you know what? I'm trying to just be like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But then it also does matter. Do you know what I mean? Like, it absolutely you, matters. <laughs> your girl Taraji P. Henson was also in Hustle and Flow. She was in Hustle and Flow, yes. Oh, whoa, wait. Yeah. I just realized that her and Terrence Howard on Empire are, like, reuniting Hustle and Flow. There you go. I never really realized that. Where's Taryn Manning? Game over. When you gonna make that money for the ramp. So good. That was the song she sang. Yeah. yeah, that is where things get black. The best song category. For instance, this year, The Weeknd got a nomination for <laughs> best song at the Oscars. Oh, really? Yeah, for that song in Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, like, that is sort of the place where you're allowed to go colorful. <laughs> for lack of I guess so. Term. It's pathetic. Yeah. I mean, Hard Out Here for a Pimp won best original right. song. Amazing. That was awesome. Just hearing the words and the Oscar goes to 3-6 Mafia is the forever iconic to me. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, yeah, Oscars too white. I mean, it just sucks that this hashtag can be applied twice, but it'll probably be applied until the end of time, knowing how this shit works. Yeah. Um, what do you, who do you think is the favorite for best animated short? Ugh, it's probably going to be... I mean, it should be um, Amelisa, the Charlie Kaufman film, which I saw a couple nights ago, and it's incredible. It's really, really, really amazing. But it's probably going to go to Inside Out. I mean, like... Yeah, Inside Out's amazing. Inside Out is amazing. I mean, I really, really, really loved it. I don't think it's, like, their best movie. And I also don't think Pixar should have, like, a run of the house. Like, I just feel like if a Pixar movie gets nominated, all the other ones are just, like... We're just happy to be here. Like, everyone just figures it's yeah. going to go to Pixar. I don't know. Don't you think that that's annoying? Anno Melisa? Have you heard of it? What Anno the Melisa. fuck? It's so good. It's the new Charlie Kaufman movie. You should see it. It's amazing. It's all stop motion puppetry. It's crazy. Uh, There's a sex scene. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> what? There's a sex scene. They literally have, like, graphic sex. I mean, it's not graphic. It's sort of, like, old people having, like, awkward, tender, first-time sex. But it's a sex scene. <laughs> it's, like, okay. a full sex scene. Well, that counts. Yes, it that absolutely counts. counts. Like, you see his penis at one point earlier in the movie, blast it, and then you see his penis erect during the sex scene. It's it erect a, penis? His erect penis. Like, it is a sex scene. <laughs> it's crazy. It's hmm. great. It's a really good movie. Um, do you hmm. like Charlie Kaufman? Are you a fan of his? 
I've never seen a movie of Charlie Kaufman's. You have. Being John Malkovich, Adaptation. Nope. Eternal nope. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. What? Uh, you, oh, I've seen that one. You, he's, he's written those three, and then he directed and wrote Synected in New York, and then took Which one's... Is Adaptation the one with, uh, with uh, Keira Knightley, and they're, like, in England? Keira Knightley, and they're in England. Wait, that's like everything Kieran at least ever. It's like did. some war. No, it's like some. No, I'm thinking of um, atonement. Never mind, not a, yeah, atonement. Oh my god! Wait, someone please make a mashup trailer of atonement and adaptation right now. Adaptation's the one with uh, Nicholas Cage, Meryl Streep. Ah, right, and he he he's like uh, he he's pl- isn't he playing some famous author? Um, Nicholas Cage is playing Charlie Kaufman. Oh, right, that's right. He's playing himself and his brother, who doesn't exist, but he claimed existed, attempting to adapt the screenplay of this book, which is what Charlie Kaufman was tasked to do for that movie. And instead, the movie becomes uh, this sort of, like... I mean, that's, like, the Charlie Kaufman thing. It's, like, OG meta Hollywood movies, but... Right. I know that he directed the movie Schenectady, New York, which yes. is about, like, a guy who recreates the town within a... Right, it's very right within a big theater. Like, he wins the Powerball, pretty much, and, like, is able, yeah. or, like, wins, like, a genius grant and is able to, like, yeah, recreate his life on stage. Um, have you seen that movie? It's, like, unbelievable. No. Um, no. It's really divisive, but it's probably one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's, like, top five best performances. It's really, really amazing. Um, mm. It's probably the more inaccessible, pretentious Charlie Kaufman movie, but I don't think people should... Stay away from pretentious things, so I recommend it. You find yourself to be incredibly pretentious, so it's a right up your alley. Right. <laughs> I would describe myself as vulnerable, sexual, and pretentious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, do you think I'm pretentious? I'm horrified. No, I'm not. It's I don't okay. think you're pretentious at all. No, no, no. I love Rihanna. <laughs> it doesn't just, get less pretentious <laughs> than that. I just said that as a joke, because it's funny to, to joke on you. It's really funny to rile me up like this. Um, right. If there's ever if there's ever debate about my pretension, just bring up the evidence of you wanting to watch Fargo and me needing to watch Anna Nicole Smith show reruns. <laughs> it doesn't get lower no, or more trash than yeah. that. <laughs> right. You are you actually are trash. You're I'm a human trash. Um yeah. what is do you have any guesses for what's gonna win? I do have guesses. Not guesses, predictions. Predictions, yeah, predictions. This is what's gonna happen, all right? Give it. Okay. Best actor, I think Leo's finally going to get it. I think so, too. We can cross that off. Yeah. It's, it's not a, his it's most memorable movie or the best movie he's ever been in. No, and it's not even the most um, Oscar movie, to be honest. I think it's just a really yeah. easy year. <laughs> right. Best actress, having not seen any of these movies, it's going to go to Kate Blanchett for Carol. You think so? She did just win, though. Or Brie Larson. I think it's going to be Brie Larson. People are freaking out about her in Ugh. the room. I've been about Larson season. She's the best part of 21 Jump Street. She's so charming in it. Oh, she's in that movie? Yes, she is. She's so uh, good. She's so good. I, I love her. Uh, I didn't know she was in the movie. All right. On to Best Supporting Actor. Huh. Not Ruffalo. Come on. That guy's embarrassing. I know. There is a lot of Ruffalo love. People love what? Ruffalo. No, I like Mark Ruffalo, but that performance was... He just, like... It's like he had a character tick, and that was this whole thing. I don't yeah, know. totally. This weird, It wasn't, like, like, a full character. He was just... Yeah, it was just, like... It was, like, very flat character. Yeah. He kind of looked like he'd had a stroke, like, two hours before the movie. That was, like, his character. Right. I think Mark it's going to go to Sly. 
And I think it's going to go to Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> Can you imagine? Christian Bale, Tom yeah. Hardy, Mark Ruffalo, Celeste Stallone. <laughs> the Oscar goes to Mark Rylance. <laughs> it's like a mop with googly eyes. Like, thank you. <laughs> um, no, but you're probably right. It's either going to go to Sly or... Apparently Christian Bale's really good in The Big he Short. Did. He's really good at it. He's good at everything. Did Christian Bale is... Yeah, I did. Um... Was it, was it good? It is. It's good. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, people love it. It's it's probably a good contender. I mean, we'll see what happens with, like, the PGA, because that's, like, the better ID of what's uh, going yeah. on with the Oscars. But it is good. It has sort of, like, a funny... En- it's. I think its energy is, like, kind of fake, but it's very, like, sort okay. of, like, silly and over-the-top and also, like, really serious. But Christian Bale is good in it, and he's just good in everything. I think he's actually really underrated as an actor. Even though he's gotten nominated and won an Oscar, I still think he's really underrated. Well, I like Christian Bale. Yeah, I love him. He's incredible. Sylvester Stallone is uh, amazing in Creed. I think he should win. He's like always... I've always loved says. him more than Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's always won in my heart. So he he apparently, at the Golden Globes, he only thanked like the white people involved with the movie. He didn't thank Michael B. Jordan or... Uh, or Ryan Coogler, or the, the director. Yeah, yeah, he didn't think either of those guys. Wow, what? <laughs> That's really <Yeah>. intense. <laughs> Apparently. Maybe he was I did just notice that he didn't say anything about Michael B. Jordan. I did notice that and thought that was weird, but didn't actually ID <laughs> everything else. That's really a lot. <laughs> So that's cool. So I'll bomb the building when he's there. Next. <laughs> okay, what about best supporting actress? This Jennifer is the Jason most Lee. interesting category. I have no idea. Mara. Rooney Mara. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to Mara. Oh, I wish I could. I wish more than anything we could give out just one Oscar and just do that. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to. Mara. I mean that movie that movie literally looks like a perf- like a two hour perfume commercial. We might as well talk about it in hushed tones. Yeah. You've seen all of these movies, huh? I've seen all have of them. Have you seen the Dan No, have I literally <laughs> I actually am not kidding. I had a press screening of that, was like on my way to the theater and was like, I don't wanna do this. It looks so bad. <laughs> and got off and got a cookie. <laughs> Whoa, really? Apparently it was great. Ugh, I'm not trying. It looks... I saw the poster and I was like, Eddie Redmayne... Like, enough is enough. That movie looks right. so bad to me. I literally didn't see it. But apparently Alicia be, Vikander is incredible at it, so I do regret Yeah, so you're going to regret it when you see her win the Oscar. Oh, Put it in the books. Down. That's my prediction. Okay, yeah. A-Vic. <laughs> A-Vix. What's up, baby? What's up, girl? A-Vic. Ow, ow. Oh, what about Best Director? Best Director, uh... I wanted to go to George Miller for Mad Max. So bad. So mm, badly. Really? Yeah, so badly. I mean, the director of Spotlight, like, I'm just not... Like, that movie <laughs> is enjoyable. It's really... I love procedurals. I love journalism movies. Like, it hits a lot of marks. The Like, you cannot tell me that movie is visually interesting at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I cannot believe his name is on this list. 
But Adam McKay being, mm. isn't that funny? Isn't that Will Ferrell's dude, Adam McKay? Yeah, that's like what the guy that would direct all of Will Ferrell's fucking ridiculous movies. I'm obsessed uh, with him getting it. that. That's great. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, I don't know. I thought Inuritu's movie was pretty well directed. I know. He I can't do, win it back to back. He can't win. I know, but it's funny because that movie I think is better to direct it than Birdman. Significantly. Yeah. I, it's really, it's, the rules are weird, so I don't think he'll win, but he probably should. But I hope it's Gino. I hope it's Inuri too. Fingers crossed. Okay. Maybe they'll maybe they'll switch it up. It's not like the it's not like it's impossible, but it would just be unlikely. But I yeah, maybe it will be him. Not that I've seen any of these fucking movies. I've seen The Revenant and I've seen Spotlight. That's it. That's still two of the five. You haven't seen Mad Max? No, I never saw Mad Max. What? I know. I don't see movies, man. This is sickening. Mad Max is so good. It's on HBO Go. Get into it. Oh, shit. Really? Okay, I'll yes, watch it. you have to watch it. All right. Hey. All right. All right. All right. Okay. And then the last uh, category. Best, best foreign picture. language film. <laughs> no, best picture. Oh, yeah, best picture. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know what this, like, crap-ass... Okay, so the nominees are The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, Spotlight. Outrageous. Outrageous. The story of white people doing things is actually crazy. It's literally The Martian crazy. just fe- The Martian nomination feels like it's just kind of a bone that gets thrown to to Matt Damon. I mean, it was like a I know. Apparently it was a good movie. Apparently it was fun and I don't know. Apparently it won the it was comedy fun. award. I think it's weird you know I mean? that it's getting nominated. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people... I mean, first of all, getting a comedy nomination for Golden Globes is like, give me a break. Like, what are you talking about? They're like, we don't know what's right. going on. Um, yeah, it's a weird list. <laughs> well, and it won. Know. It won the comedy nom- It won the comedy category. Yes, it won. And Ridley Scott won Best Director, yeah. but was it nominated for Best yeah. Picture? Like, I just... I don't know. I mean, I just don't get it. I really don't get why your directors and best pictures wouldn't sync up. I mean, it's kind of, like, cool to switch it up, but I just still don't get what the logic of it is on any level. Me neither. Me neither, Broham. Broham. I don't know. I think it might go to Spotlight. People, like, love this movie. I mean, the the momentum might, like, dull by the time the Oscars actually come around, but that movie's been getting, like, a lot of love. (laughs) I'm going to say it's going to be Room. You think it's going to be Room? (laughs) What if it was Brooklyn? I think so. Room. Which one's Brooklyn? It's literally about an Irish. It's about like a, you know, oh my God, I can't even pronounce her name. Like, Sayors Ronson. I can't pronounce it. I keep calling her Sorcerer Stone. The woman, the girl in (laughs) Atonement. The girl in the little girl of Atonement. Um, Oh, I don't know who that is. But it's basically about an Irish girl who like immigrates to America. It's actually like a really lovely film. Immigrates to America, falls in love with a boy, then has to go back to Ireland and falls in love with a guy there. And then it's like torn between these two worlds. But it's really great. It's a really sweet movie. We never hear a story about Im- white immigrants. That movie hasn't been made before. <laughs> it's just so... Inc- it's the movie about, you know, a white person coming and just making their dreams come true and claiming this land as theirs, and it's called The right. Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> so, it can go either way. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of movie here about white people claiming land. Mad Max, Revenant, Martian, Brooklyn. Hmm. <laughs> like, it's honestly, yeah. that is the key. <laughs> the Martian. <laughs> like, low-key, he's planting shit in, in Mars. True. 
It's true. I don't know. I will say that maybe Mad Max exists in a part of the world where, for whatever reason, there's only white people. So, I mean, Australia. But... <laughs> it's, it's technically the outback. It's white criminals. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know, man. They I just hope don't, it's room. I hope it's something don't... small. I hope it's none of the big ones. I mean, if they're going to do this weird mix, I hope it's something, like, really small. What I hope would be the commercial. worst movie to win? What's the least deserving movie? Bridge of Spies? Bridge of Spies, like... I mean, in a way, yeah, Bridget Spies. Like, what? <laughs> I just really am, like, I just am not following. I just don't, yeah, I think Bridget Spies. I mean, I think that movie is fine. It's, like, well-made, and, like, Spielberg is, like, obviously beyond confident director. He's, like, you know, he's a great filmmaker, but I just don't think that movie is. It's weird that, I don't know, I feel like the marketing or something failed that movie. Yeah, I think so, too. I think there was no presence. I mean, it also came out at a weird time, like, October. What? Yeah. It's weird that they still yeah. remembered it, honestly. It's true. I don't know. Well, that's the Oscars. Well, we'll as we get closer, we'll rant more <laughs> and we'll probably talk about the actual awards. E a mente não faz questão e nem tem forças para obedecer. Quantos sonhos já destruí e deixei escapar das what, do we, what is there to say? Uh, this crept up on me. The pee ball? Yeah, I was in California while this was happening. My stepdad told me, and I was like, we need to go buy 100 tickets. No, no, no. See, that's how you make the odds worse. You, everybody should just buy one, and then everybody would have great odds. Mm. See, because when you buy a new ticket, this just adds another combination of numbers into the chaos. Ooh. So there's more entries. So you have a worse chance if everybody buys more numbers. Um, hi, a beautiful mind. It's just how it goes, bruh. That's crazy. So if everyone just, like, chilled out, if greed didn't control this country, then people would actually have a better chance of winning. Yeah. So if everyone got one, less combos, higher chance of winning. But the only thing that is higher is that there's a higher chance of winning the first time. And the only reason it's such a big prize is because there's so many idiots buying, like, a t 10 million tickets. Right. And then their tickets don't get called. And then the cha-ching, the dollar signs in your eyes keep getting bigger and bigger. So basically, bigger. greed just... Festers and becomes more green. I mean, it is a fucking lottery. Hmm. Something you think about, America. That's what, they, that's what they do. That is what they do. I hate it. You I, you also begged me to buy you a ticket today. <laughs> yeah, I did. I literally was like, yeah. Yeah. I need this! Only because I thought the numbers would be coming out at a decent time. 11! So now that it's 11, you don't give a shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this to So if you win with that ticket, fire. what are you gonna do? Or are you going to go, uh, it came out at 11, I don't want the money. I don't want it. Like, are you're you sure you want No, I'm over it. You're already indebted to me 10% <laughs> of the winnings. Yeah, okay, so the rule is if I win, which honestly there's a good chance I will, <laughs> um, just because that's how things work out for me. Um, wait, why do you have so many numbers on yours? Because I bought three tickets. What the fuck? Yeah. How pathetic. <laughs> Didn't even follow your own advice. No, I did not. <laughs> You I, monster. <laughs> You're the El Chapo of this lottery. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's what I'm going to do with it. First of all, give, if I win, when I do, I'm going to give you 10%, as was the finder's fee right. of procuring That's just how ticket. things go. But my 10% to you was contingent on you placing 5% of that 10% into my elaborate um, lifelong torture chamber that I'm planning 
for Janet. When you become the Saw guy from Saw. Yeah, exactly. Basically, you Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, this one billion is going to getting some cosmetic surgery so I look just like Jigsaw from Saw. <laughs> and then you and I are going to retire and really focus our efforts on damaging Janet's internal and external life. My idea was to hire um, an assassin who would be a, like a deep sleeper cell. Yeah. Infiltrate Janet's life organically, like through a run in. A chance running at a coffee yeah, shop. Yeah, like a pre-configured meet cute. Right. He catches her eye. She's interested in him. She's interested in the laziness he, of his. He reciprocates her love. They grow close together. Against all odds. Against surprising all her odds. that her cold heart could be thawed like this. Janet finally lets someone into her miserable cold life. She lets down those cave walls. And that's when he starts to poison her. Little by little. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> Just so, a dab here and there. Right, so her condition gets worse over time. Yes, it's gradual. Right before she's about to kick the old bucket. She's on. She's like pale-faced, on the bed, coughing up blood. He comes close. The temperature is like, her temperature is like 80 degrees. Yeah. She's ready to go. <laughs> Which for Janet is yeah. crazy because she's clammy. <laughs> and then he leans in close and he goes, I'm an assassin brought here to kill you. Looks like I've done my job. And she'll go, what? What? And before she can ask one follow-up question, of which there would be many, what does he do? He uh, takes out a gun and he shoots his brains out. (laughs) In front of her. In front of her. (laughs) And then we come in right after and say, got you. Got you. Got you. We got you. Oh my god, wait, Janet. You I wish you could see your face. Fuck. We should have gotten a GoPro, girl. We're sorry. As she's laying pale face, right. covered in his brain. And now the question is, would it be better for her to for us to let her die or should we nurse her back to health? So she has to live with right. this. Right. <laughs> she's like, at least I'm going. Don't think so, Chico. We got the antidote. Let's plug it right in. Quick shot. Adrenaline. She wakes up two days later. Never felt healthier. Now you're just saddled with the trauma of your past. <laughs> Incredible. She's and I know our listeners that. are wondering, why do we need a billion for this? It's because when we come to this <laughs> assassin and we say, you got to chill with Janet Alexander till the end of days, he's going to give us a number so astronomical because right. he's not going to endure this for normal, <laughs> normal income. No. The number's got to be high and we got to be able to say, you got it. Yeah. We need this. I think we can do it though. 1.5 billion should be enough. I mean, it's definitely cutting it close. I if I was a decent person, I'd say I need a lot. I can always go to Bank of America ask for a loan. Yeah, worth it. They're like, so what is this for? Mm. The poisoning of my former producer. When you got it. Right. <laughs> they'll just do a quick Google search of Janet and realize quickly yeah. that... Yeah, they'll be like, this seems really unorthodox. Oh. Like, they'll find her Twitter account and see that she's just been retweeting <laughs> fucking Grantland articles from like Poop. seven years ago. <laughs> And he'll go, mm, yeah, this has to happen. <laughs> like, thanks, Danny at Chase. Yeah. No, I think that's All worth right. it. Basically, if you've seen Sixth Sense, have you seen Sixth Sense? Uh, no. I, I was haven't. asking that rhetorically. No, you I have haven't not. seen no. the Sixth Sense. And the thing about it is now I probably won't because everybody's ruined the the kicker at the end there. Oh, everyone's ruined it. You just had almost twenty years to watch it. Spoiler alerts weren't a thing back in the day. They really weren't. They really were. I feel like people were probably pretty good about it, but after the first no. eight months, I'm sure it was time. Yeah. Wait, okay, so you know the ending, but the movie is like exquisite. Other, than it's that. really good. Yeah. In any time. case, Misha Barton plays a young ghost, okay. dropping fire mixtape, young okay. ghost right. in it. It's like a total side story, basically. Like Haley Haley Joel Osment's character goes on this like one mission to like 
avenge a ghost or something. It's like a really random element of the plot. Um, and we find out that this ghost, her mother, has been slowly poisoning her. Basically, th- this story would have a lot more relevance if you'd seen it, but it's kind of the blueprint okay. for what we're going to be doing okay. to Janet. <laughs> yes, Janet is about to get Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment did. Misha yeah. Barton is Barton. really more like it. She's going to get Misha Barton hardcore. But the, yeah. Im- the image of her, like, dead-eyed, covered in the brains of her 20-plus-year lover mm-hmm. as she's slowly mm-hmm. losing consciousness mm-hmm. um, is why we have an American lottery. Mm-hmm. It's yes. so dreams like these can just suddenly come into the hands of average Americans. Right. This is the kind of money that turns dreams into reality. Into reality. Right. Like, this is just something we're talking about right now on a podcast. Like, at 11 tonight, this could be something we're spending the rest of our lives doing. Like, this is something meaningful. And they make me think of the last numbers. 19, 27, 30, 35, 64. Yeah. No, totally. Too. Wait, also, can we talk about how the date honestly looks like the word Janet? Janet. <laughs> it's, J- it's J-A-N- I three Jenny, <laughs> absolutely not. Do you remember the lost numbers off the top of your head? No. Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Didn't someone win the lottery with those in the in the in the series? Oh, someone. Yeah, someone like did. Jake. Hurley. Oh, Hurley. Oh, that's right. And he's Hurley. cursed. Right. And then he buys the chicken joint. Yeah, and it gets hit by a meteor. <laughs> yes. It's all coming back. It's all coming back. All the crazy reverse engineering. And then he goes to the island and he thinks he's the bad luck that crashed it. And then he sees the number on the hatch door. And so he doesn't want people to go in the hatch. Okay, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole. You bet we do. That's season two. Now let's talk to season three. This is why I'm. Open with Jack. (laughs) Cage. Door. Where is he? He doesn't know. I'll stop right there. Keep our listeners interested. Yeah. Nightmare. Um, So, yes, Powerball. What would you do actually? With a billion? Yeah, 1.5 billion. Okay, well, let's get down to brass tacks. How much am I really getting once taxes are taken out? Let's say if you do the cash payment where they give it to you up front. Well, would you do that? No, I'd take the annuity where they pay it That's what I want to do, but what if I die? Where does it go? It goes into your estate, and then your does it? family gets it, yeah. Really? Yeah. Lottery money goes into your estate? Yeah. Okay, so I would do that, too. So let's say I'm doing that thing. Okay. Where I get it in bits. You, or no, no, let's say I'm doing the opposite. Sorry, that I'm you, getting it all. You get it all at one time. Uh, the cash prize, I think, is like $933 million. Okay. Because the, That's a lot to go into taxes, by the way. You would get all of that shit taken out. You would get your t- whatever the tax that the state takes automatically, like right at the top. They'd probably cut it down to like you know, $700 million maybe. Okay. Then that's what you have. $700 million. Yeah. Whew. It's a little low, but... <laughs> A little low, seven hundred million. When I'm buying a ticket for a one point five billion dollar ride, you I'm not trying to me, get off. You still owe me two bucks, by the way. <laughs> I'll be giving you ten percent of seven hundred million. Uh, fine, it. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I would honestly do like all of the things I'd want to do as a kid. I want to do still. I'd buy an amusement park. I'd buy a mansion with soda water fountains and like a like a, an actual water slide. Yeah, like a water slide to get from, like, room to room. Like, all of that stuff, to me, doesn't get less appealing because I'm getting older. It mm. just becomes more necessary to be able more to necessary. handle real yes. life. Right. So I would definitely do that whole thing. I'd buy, like, an old mansion. Okay. I'd retire my parents. Okay. Um, put a lot of it into savings. Okay. Put, spend the rest of it on guns to protect my estate. <laughs> um, become a recluse. 
Um, start peeing in bottles. Start, I was going to say, spend $6 million on bottles to keep peeing in. Then around 35, I would lose my mind, go into a mental institution, come out two years later, better. Right. Start some philanthropic endeavors <laughs> in Africa. Start have going a lot, back to community college. Start, yeah, finally going back to get my business yeah. degree. Dropping out after two weeks because I don't know math. Mm. Starting a philanthropic effort in Africa. Having the internet push back against my privilege in Africa. And then I would kill myself. Because you would become like an internet star. Do you think so? That yeah, would be the person whoever, if there's going to be... Because there's always a chance that, like, two people have the same set of numbers, and then if more than one people win, they just, like, divide it among however many people. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But if okay. there's one person who wins this, it's guaranteed they're going to become... Like a super, like, famous? Well, just, like, they'll be on the internet for a little bit, you know? Right, right. They'll have, like, a little bit of viral life. Yeah, Gawker is going to make posts about, like, Powerball lottery winner boy. Right, it's going to be, like, yeah, uh, like reigning Jeopardy champion right. Ken Jennings. Yeah, it's going to be, like, guy. that thing. So. What if it turns... Wait, would it be a good conceit for a sitcom or a movie, two friends happen to both win the lottery? Hmm. No, because then it would just get split down the middle, unless you made the sitcom about, like, their adventures. Their adventures together. What Afterwards. if we won... What if we both won the Powerball? If we both won the would Powerball, be... <laughs> you're never seeing me again. <laughs> You'd finally be able to yeah. call... Uh, right. Close up I'd shop be able to finally buy all the necessary provisions and then go in the middle of, like... <laughs> Somewhere where to keep no me one. out. Yeah, this would be a way. Right. Yeah. You'd like finally build your well. You'd build your like mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. You'd you feel alone, and then mm -hmm. you'd open the well to get water, and mm -hmm. I would be inside like, "Hi, Romy." Right. I <laughs> <laughs> with like a bag filled with provisions, and inside is like a block of brie and an axe. I'd finally go be able to join the the, the hippie tree sitters and rename <laughs> myself Unicorn. <laughs> the fact that you think you need one billion dollars to do that yeah. is exactly why you're yeah, not doing it. Dog. What would you do with the money? Um, yeah, I'd probably like give some of it away. I would definitely give some of it away. That is the way to combat the bad juju. To parents. And, uh... I'd retire my parents so Charities quick. and whatnot. Nice. Maybe, uh, Which charities? Hmm, the thing is, you'd want to make sure that it wasn't going to some fucked up charity. Yeah. Is it legal to just, like... If I'd I... give some to pro-Israel and pro-Palestine. Like, <laughs> I'm not taking part in this! <laughs> I'd just be going around cutting checks... To, like, schools that need it. Nice. Could you do that if I just wanted to, like, go up to some underprivileged school and write, like, $25,000 for the school? I think you could, right? Like, I would definitely... The district's not going to come so in good. and be like, oh, no, that's ours. We have to split that up. And then they just secretly, oh, like, pocket right. it into their weird cocaine parties that right. every school district funds. No, it would be like, this is actually going to Denise at the front desk. Yeah, right. Sorry, buddy. Not Spend trusting anyone books. here. Yeah, totally. No, I w putting it in schools is a good call. Put it to the places that need it. I'd probably do that. I'd probably do it, yeah. Places that need it. Yeah, I would definitely, like, invest a lot of my money into, like, finally, like, you know, rebuilding a lot of, like, Wall Street. Like, it just need mm. Those buildings need to be redone. Like, true. they need this. Right. I'd really spend all of it on um, finally um, making Williamsburg look up to Yes! Ness so necessary. I Enough lofts! I wait. I went to a bar the other week in Williamsburg, and the outside made it look like it was a bombed out, war torn Wait, which one? building. <laughs> which one? And then you go inside, and it's a lovely bar. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, welcome to Bar Gazi. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the fun bar war torn Gazi. themed bar on North Sixth and Bedford. So that's got to change. We got to make sure the outsides reflect the insides. Yeah, I would knock on the door of a random six million dollar loft, and yeah. the graphic designer and his Asian wife would come out, and mm. I'd say, "You guys." Say goodbye to your disgusting exposed brick <laughs> loft because 
I'm going to change your life. We're going to cover that yeah. up, and we're going to make this a real home. But really what would happen is if either of us won the lottery is, yeah, like you said, we'd go insane and probably Oh, 100. That's why i got to give as much of it away as right. I can. right. I would literally give so much of it away just to be like, am, are the spirits done with me yet? I'd have bonfires with, like, burning million-dollar bills. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I'd be screaming at the sky, like, is it, oh, is it enough yet? <laughs> like, already losing my mind. Powerball sounds scary. Well, all right. Go Powerball. Up? I hope I win. Go PB. I hope I win. Um, speaking of absolute piss, <laughs> another classic segue. So Sean Penn... Ah, yes. <laughs> The Sean this Penn week, debacle. The, Sh- the Sean Penn industrial complex has hit a new low. Yeah. Um, so this week, famed Mexican drug lord El Chapo... El Chapo. ...was arrested. We found this out on January 8th. One day later, <laughs> the New York Times... I get a push notification from the New York Times that says, two-time Oscar winner Sean Penn conducted an interview with El Chapo mere days before his arrest. I put my phone down and just walked away from it. I was like, mm, okay, I don't really know where to go with Did this. you see the uh, stupid photo he took when... when Did I see out? it? Yeah, I saw him it. him shaking El Chapo's hand. If this was... If Halloween was coming up, I would definitely have an inflatable El Chapo, tape my hand to it all night, and just be that photo. I want to... My phone is, like, being annoying right now, but I'm. we're going to go back and we're going to read the intro, my favorite part of the... Oh, my God, great. Wait, I have it on my Kindle. Oh, you do? Oh, wait, here it is. You're going to read the intro? Yeah, but why isn't it going? Come on, dog. I highlighted some key parts. So, so anyway, this meeting resulted in Sean Penn writing a feature for Rolling Stone. It's like, he caught, but it was an interview, right? But the interview doesn't actually start until like two-thirds through the piece. Two-thirds till three-thirds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. He's like barely talks to him. Which we'll get to, but basically... He talks in Spanish, and I try to... To follow along as best as I can. But I can't until I yeah. have some beer in right, me. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh, Sean. My favorite is when he talks about how he's the most technologically illiterate person, right. like, ever to known to man, but then, I don't know, he, like, knows how to use Twitter. Right. Then, they still make laptops. No fucking idea. Pause. Yeah. They yeah, do. they do. They certainly do. Yeah. It's... It's 4 p.m. in the afternoon, another gorgeous fall day in New York City. The streets are abuzz with the lights and sirens of diplomatic movement. Heads of state, U.N. officials, Secret Service details, the NYPD. (laughs) It's the week of the U.N. General Assembly. Pope Francis blazed a trail and left town two days before. I'm sitting in my room at the St. Regis Hotel with my colleague and brother-in-arms, Espinosa. My colleague and brother-in-arms. A cute Kindle photo of El Chapo himself. Can we talk about how he's absolutely adorable? <laughs> he's a snack. Uh, okay, wait, this is my favorite part. Love where him. he describes Espinoza. Yes, his brother in arms. Espinoza and I have traveled many roads together, but none as unpredictable as the one that we are now approaching. Espinoza is the owl who flies among the falcons. <laughs> oh my Whether he's standing in the midst of a slum, a jungle, or a battlefield, his idiosyncratic elegance, mischievous smile, and self-effacing charm have a way of diffusing threat. Okay, Sean Penn has a crush. Let's keep going, but he he's down. Be. He's a man fascinated and engaged. We whisper to each other in code. Um, meet me in the bathroom? Was that the first thing he said? Finally, a respite from our cyber technology that's been sizzling my brain and soul. <laughs> Cutting with a cell phone, like, bruh, you're okay. We sit within quite 
quietude, uh, quietitude of fortified walls that are old New York hotel construction. When walls were walls and telephones were usable without a PhD. Oh my god! Telephones? He cannot use a phone? Yeah. He's a nightmare. We quietly make our plan sensitive to the paradox that is also our hotel is present Enrique Peña Nieto of Mexico. Anyway, I don't know. That was my favorite part when he talks about the guy's bald head. Uh, diffusing, uh, threatening situations. Right. His brother-in-arms and brother-in-lust, to be honest. It he has like an it. absolute crush. I've highlighted some of my favorite passages, too. Um, <laughs> I forget what they are. But there's... Okay, so there is one part. Which, wait, first first impressions, actually, okay. of this piece. What did you think when you heard the news that Sean Penn had literally sat down with El Chapo? I was like, oh, that kind of... That makes sense. That makes sense? Yeah, but I'm not surprised. Like, I wasn't expecting it. Right. But, but if anyone was if going, anyone to, was going to sit down with an interview to El Chapo that directly leads to his capture, right. it was Sean Penn. Whoops, I said, yeah, yeah. as I drove a Jeep into the sun. I remember when cars used to be cars. <laughs> as I got in my None Honda Prius. GPS navigation <laughs> bullshit. I pressed the GPS button and accidentally called the NSA. Yeah. They swarm on <laughs> the entire grounds, taking El Chapo with them. Whoops, I said. I just wish this car wasn't a detecting device. I mean, he's a lunatic. My B. My, I would love if Sean Penn could utter the words my B. My B, bro. My absolute B. Um, so, yeah, I was not surprised when uh, douche central Sean Penn was doing this. Um, I recall the piece that he did when he was covering the war in Iraq. I forgot like, about that. And talking people... shit about the units that were, like, forced to protect him. Like, right. It's all that stuff. Right, right. What was what was the story of that? Can you give backstory? No. Because this is not Sean Penn's... I don't have backstory of that But one. he's... He went to Iraq? He or went to Afghanistan? Yeah, I think so. Iraq or Afghanistan. Right. And, like, followed... Was, like, in the care of, of, um... Like, a troop of army guys. And then he, like, bashed him in the press or something. It is so weird. Sean Penn yeah. only engages in journalism when it's the most testosterone-heavy story. Yeah. Except for Katrina, but he didn't really do anything with that, but he was there a lot. Also, like, it's typical Sean Penn to, like... this. The tone of this piece was very much, like, kind of forgiving to El Chapo. Right. And he's like, he's only ever killed out of necessity when business is, like, absolutely needed. Right, right, it's right. It's like, dude... He's a fucking drug lord. Yeah, he's a drug lord. Like, yeah. he's adorable, right. to be fair. Looks like a koala. Yeah. What am I eating him? Mm. But, like, he doesn't even interrogate. Like, this is an awful interview. Yeah, right. This is an awful here's one. Of, here's one of my favorite parts. It had been a month in the planning by the time Espinosa and I were breathing the New York air that late September day yeah. on 55th Street. A month. Yeah. He's positioning this as being, like, an eternity. Yeah, right, right, right. One month? <laughs> like, excuse. Like, are you joking? Yeah. It took Adrian Chen two years to talk to Megan Phelps from the Westboro Baptist Church for that New Yorker story. True. Two years. Right. Sean Penn is a joke. Adrian Chen had to wait like a week or like a month to interview the the, the like most evil redditor of all time. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who like put up the kitty porn and was yeah. like, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, literally, that is real investigative journalism. The whole thing is about Sean Penn, for starters. Plus, uh, he doesn't even do... He, like, just knows people. He, like, just calls... Right. Like, hey, can you, like, do this for Who's me? the real hero of the story? That actress, right? That woman! Yeah. She's outrageously cool. She's yeah. the one making everything happen. At one point, he's like, I keep emailing her again right. and again, begging her to hurry up with this video. <laughs> Finally, after badgering her, she sends it to me, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay, so basically, this it sounds like the story 
is actually on the other end, yeah. which is this woman getting this video from El Chapo. The whole time he's like, I'm waiting around while she's messaging El Chapo. They BBM for a few weeks. I'm like, okay, so what are those BBMs? Where's her story? It's almost as if Sean Penn never uh, learned how to become a credible journalist. Right, it's almost as if he has been playing different people his whole life and has forgotten that that's what he does. Right. <laughs> and is it actually those people? So yeah, he was a, he's a fool. He's a fool. This was a fool's errand. It was a fool's errand. It was not a great interview. Was it foolish enough to get Devil Tongue? Is he the Devil Tongue? Or we have another one? Um, we have another one. We do have another one. Okay, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Which one we reveal will be questionable. And will be even more evil than Sean Penn. Yeah, honestly. Um, maybe we could even... Yeah, no, we'll get to it, but... Yeah, this was a really ridiculous story. And I don't know what to think of it. And it's going to be a movie probably one day. But the day. thing is, like, they get Sean Penn to do this, and then everybody reads that fucking Rolling Stone article. Why did he pitch this to Rolling Stone? That is kind of surprising to me. That is not where I would send this story if I really had a good story. The guy at Rolling Stone days. probably on the inside was like, this is fucking retarded, but the clicks. The friggin' clicks. Yeah. yeah. Janet, whatever her name is, I think Wilner, Wagner or something, is literally like fingering herself under the desk like, yeah, Sean, yeah. This is like the most exposure they've gotten since that UVA rape story that they right, had. Right, and they're like trying to pad that over probably yeah. with this. They're like, you know, we get access to things right. that are true sometimes. Sean, send us yeah, a picture, Sean please, my God. Pen. Oh my God. I just can't believe it. This was such an annoying story. He's not a good journalist. He didn't ask El Chapo anything. No, he didn't. Anything. Not. He didn't follow up on anything. At one point, he's like asking about Donald Trump and stuff. Like, I'm just like, what is, what is going on? Like, this is someone who had their mind made up about El Chapo wrote about the experience of getting to meet him Plus, and left. Like it's El like Chapo's, a celebrity puff piece. Right, and El Chapo comes into the meeting being like, Sean Penn, oh my god! Oh my fucking god, Sean Penn! Dude, Mystic River was so good! Dude, I love milk! Dude! I love I Am Sam! <laughs> oh my... <laughs> That's my impression of you in I Am Sam! <laughs> he's like, uh, L, thank you. <laughs> Every time he's like, I don't speak any Spanish. Right. Meanwhile, that woman is probably having a perfectly good conversation. I want her story more She's than probably that. getting, like, threatened by the... Yeah, he's like, I will kill you when no right. one's looking. She's like, mm-hmm. Now smile to Sean Penn. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Sean's like, what's she saying? Like, or what is he saying? <laughs> Nothing. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> it is such an annoying piece. So, yeah. It really pissed me off. The ego. He's got an ego. He has an ego. Surprise. Yeah. This is the story of testosterone. This mm. is a man story. This is this story feels like a big erection that has sentience. That's he probably like jacked off after he turned the copy. Yeah, up. he hit send and was like, I don't even need lubricant. Fucking awesome. And his eyes just like glazed back right. and for two hours. He was just like Yeah. That's one hundred percent what went down. And Charlie Stan was like, Sean, please, you're scaring oh, me. Oh, is that, is that they're together? They are together. They were together until recently, uh, maybe. I don't know. I think they're together. Isn't, he another, isn't he another one of these guys who's, like, domestically violent every once in a while? He was domestically violent to Madonna in, like, the early 90s. Hotheads, bro. He's a hothead. He's a total hot... And he, was, he had a lot of run-ins with the paparazzi. Hmm. Also, there was rumors that he... Because he lived in Jack and I's hometown of Marin County. Oh, yeah. Um, listeners. And there were rumors that he had an underground tunnel from his house to the police station across the street. Whoa. Is this why he loves El Chapo? Because both of them love tunnels? They love tunneling? They literally love tunnels. Okay, remember that time that we went to see um, that hamster movie 3D? In 3D? G-Force. G-Force in 3D? And then you and I went in early to get good seats. Meanwhile, there's no one in the theater. And then all her friends <laughs> saw Sean Penn in the movie lobby. 
The theater was empty. We get there. Save the seats. Save the seats being useless. No one's in the theater. No. And everyone else gets to meet him. Or like, gets to see him. And maybe no we're one the lucky ones. Back. Yeah. Ugh, maybe. Yeah, maybe everyone was right. punched in the face. Everyone did come back with a black eye and was unwilling to talk about <laughs> it. No, all I know is I was like, shut up. I don't want to hear about this anymore. And then the next day, me and a lot of the people went that were there the previous night went on this little hike outside of the show, uh, Space yes. Center in Oakland. You saw a spaceship. I saw a spaceship in the sky, and I was like, you guys, that is a UFO. I turned around to get everyone's attention. No one's listening because Lisa's telling the story about how she saw Sean Penn the night before. And I was like, I don't want to hear about this I'd anymore. You're missing an alien. I'd rather see the aliens. So yes, I would rather see that too. I was like, that's great, that's great. Another right. another time hearing the Sean Penn story. There's a spaceship right. in the sky. So fuck you, Sean Penn. Fuck you, Sean Penn. I'm going to get abducted by aliens and write a word-for-word identical Retelling. story. Retelling? Okay. Retelling this. I'll retweet it. Yeah, please. I'm sitting in a tree with my brother in arms, Jack, as I'm being probed up the ass by two aliens. Ah, the smell of danger. Whatever. God. Back when probes were probed. Back, back when aliens fingered you without asking questions. Back when every encounter was close. Oh, God. Probe me, father. Probe me. Someone needs to give this guy a tutorial on how to use a cell phone. No wonder he loves burners. It's the only phone he knows how to use. Uh, it's not cool to not know technology. Get with it, Sean. No. Maybe for his demo it is. So anyway, I recommend everyone read this piece. It's absolutely <laughs> outrageous, even though we hated it. Yeah. It's it's just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous it is. it's a ridiculous story. And now that El Chapo's in jail, he's probably gonna last there for like <laughs> Five yeah. months before he escapes again. Well, they're going to extradite him to the U.S., surely. Oh, yeah. Because the U.S. wanted it last time. They're like, we got this. Turn around, he's gone. They're like, yeah. oops. <laughs> I just love that Sean was like, thank you so much for this interview. 20 minutes later, like, El Chapo's yeah. in jail. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> like, oh, my. Was the oh, girl, man. I forget her name, but was she just like, Do you think one of them Sean. was going to get assassinated by El Chapo's guys? I pray it's Sean Penn. Oh. Yeah. What if it was Robin Wright Penn? Like, we misunderstood. Yeah, right. I don't know. That woman is, like, under... In hot water in Mexico. People get murdered all the time in Mexico. Yep, that's... That is true. High level... Uh, did you see that story about the government official who was in office for two days and then got assassinated? The female, like, leader of uh, the president of Mexico? Like, a two-day president or something? Like a governor of Maine or something? Yeah. yeah, it was a high position of power. Two days. That's crazy. That's just life in me. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. And I'm so glad that Sean Penn was the one to really show us an insight. Yeah. This is the most self-indulgent dribble I've ever read. Our bad Sean, or not Sean Penn, our bad Mexico. Our bad Mexico, your bad Sean Penn. Right. His bad El Chapo. Yeah, sorry for liking all those illegal drugs. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry you've been providing the, demi- the supply to our demand. Mm. And I also want a story about El Chapo's mother, who's living on the farmland that El Chapo grew up, on, grew up in. She seems like a pretty cool lady. She seems, she seems like a cool chick. I want to interview with the mom and this woman. And El Chapo. This, so, this Mexican soap opera star. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. It's I true. remember the story was unfolding, and I was like, is this a fucking joke? Like, what is this? This will surely be on the best of 2016 list. Yeah, definitely. It's a little early in the year, but my God, this has to be an early, an early uh, 2016 candidate. looking back. Okay. So now it's time for Devil Tongue. And it's going to olive oil. 85% of olive oil. 85, yeah, not all oil. Hashtag not all oil. Um, yeah, apparently 85% of olive oil is, like, fake. Like, excuse me? Not processed in the correct means. That's messed up. I love olive oil. Me too. I think it's really good. That is messed up. Just be careful about which olive oil you buy. What's the good one? I don't know. 
Okay, everybody, Mia Farrow tweeted I'm out her guessing... favorite olive oil, so I recommend everyone follow Mia Farrow, dig through a timeline a couple days. She oh, that might be mad. Oh my god, we have literally brother. I'll keep this going. Hey, listeners. This is my oldest brother, Matthew, making an appearance on the Good Friends podcast. Connor listens to this, by the way, so say hi to them. Hello, friends. Hello, Connor. Hello, Mom. Hello, Dad. Do they listen? <laughs> Who knows? No idea. Uh, I hope so. to God. Hi, uh, the Mary. also listen to... Who? The, the family that we have Thanksgiving with. Friends. They listen to this? Yeah. I'm obsessed. I... Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do this for you. Who are they? Uh, my parents' friends, Michael and Molly Byer. Michael, Molly... I'm like sure a, they're big time uh, fans. I'm sure they are. They sure, I, I bet they love your hot takes and your. Yeah. What do they think of a sniper gate? Thoughts? <laughs> oh, <laughs> didn't go over well. Sniper gate was tough. Probably. Didn't but go let's. Over well. Can we talk about my favorite Jack hot take of the past year? Yeah, let's hit it. That Stephen Avery did it. Yes, that is a. I love it. That's a boiling which is take. a really hot take. That's a fucked up hot take. <laughs> it's not fucked up. What do you okay, think? So do you think he evidence. did it? There's evidence that got thrown out by that judge. He owned the shackle and the irons that Brendan Dassey described. Right, right. There was no evidence on it. But Brendan Dassey lives there. He would see it. Yeah, but he still... No, no, no. But he lived in a different trailer. Well, same property, though. You know, these mountain people are all in each other's business constantly. Yeah, it's like, constantly. you know how, like, animals all know each other? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> okay, well, and he used to greet Teresa Hallback, like, naked. In the towel. I yeah. did hear that. That's the weird thing. That, that is the weird... Because that's in keeping with right, the other the, things we've heard about right. him doing Weirdness. Like that. And especially yeah, if he's, like, calling her three times a day from block numbers. Like, he apparently did. Right, but... That evidence outweighs all the other. All, it's all, um, what do they call it? Circumstantial. Circumstantial evidence. Right. Far more than the other. I mean, I guess all of it. Yeah. Even the one against the prosecution is like circumstantial evidence. Mm. But that evidence feels <laughs> so much more <laughs> dastardly. Well, but my point, though, is that Serial, which I think you guys listened to, yeah. you yeah. know, Sarah Koenig made a clear point to present both sides of the right. story, essentially. Right. Which I don't think was the case with Making a Murder. No. It was like, not. this guy is innocent, he is innocent, and here's the story. Yeah, definitely. That was it. Which I don't think, nothing is that clear cut in life. For no. sure. It also didn't make for a particularly gripping documentary. It was too long. It was three yeah, episodes it was like too three long. three episodes too long. For, yeah. for sure. There and there was no tension. There was the no court, central tension. The court proceedings, it was just, they were just showing the... Yeah, it felt like C-SPAN. It was. It's a failure of form, that documentary. It's borderline unbearable. <laughs> Whoa, unbearable? <laughs> so, Rod, are you a Dean guy or a Jerry guy? Yeah, I'm you, Dean. Are you on the it's Dean's all strength? Dean. Do you want to sit on his face? All Dean, all Dean. Yeah, he's a chair. <laughs> he's a damn chair. Sit on me, Daddy. Sit on me, Father. Allow me a seat, Father. Jerry, who was the lead prosecutor? It's Dean, uh, right? Ken Kratz was the prosecutor. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, defense. Was the Dean was lead yeah. defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's all Dean. Dean's right. stronger than the other guy. Dean has that sort of literal dad next door. Vibe. Yeah, but <laughs> is that because he's got like the dad bod thing going on and the other guy's just dad The other guy? He was dad bod before it was a thing. Yeah, he was. He was so <laughs> overweight. Send him your Fitbit. <laughs> Forward it. From the Dales to you. He's like, I've had enough. No, the other guy was nice too. They honestly look kind right. of similar. Right. Like they had like weird similarities. Right. So, speaking of similarities, I feel like 
Stephen Avery's parents are brother and sister. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Whoa! It is getting funny. What was that? They look like a couple it's of frogs. Really, like really, really big weird. white frogs yeah. from sort of Norway that they sort of like came over here 500 years ago. No. And the it's frog true. families have continued to inbreed with each other, and now this is the end result. It that's does, definitely the hot take of the week. That like the frog family at the central <laughs> <laughs> then making a murderer. It does feel like there's like an incest thing. Right. Uh, Duh. Yeah. So. Look yes. at Brandon Dassey and tell me that's not genomes no, mixing up that shouldn't be mixing up. He is a left arm sticking out of his forehead away. Yeah, 100%. literally where he should be. He right. looks like yeah. one of the toys that Sid in the first Toy Story right. would Maybe. make of like six toys put together. Rod, fantastic. And just as, right. just just as able bad. to deliver <laughs> a monologue. 100%. <laughs> yeah, the mom and dad, the mom is cute, but they were getting on my nerves. Like, I don't know. The uh, yeah. funny part oh. is they were filming it over the course of like 20 ten years, years ten or something, years. 10 years. From the start of the thing to the end, the mom didn't look like she aged a day. I know. What is she her was, like, secret? as horrible looking at the beginning as she was at the end. I know, but honestly, it, it went yeah. from a weakness to a strength. Right. I was like, Chica didn't look good in 2005. <laughs> she's but in an 2015, <laughs> hello. She's an amphibian. She, yeah, That's she true. evolved. That's why. She evolved She, she licked her own skin with her tongue and <laughs> yeah. kept it very well moisturized. Like, I don't that, know how Steven's going to survive in there. The, well. But I have salt and crusted tongue. I know how my, I know I'm doing. I don't know. Right. They sound like they sound like owls. Yeah. An owl in a vulture cage. What yeah. is that line that Sean Penn has? I don't know. Oh, oh, he, he, oh he, what, an he, owl in a sea uh, of falcons. The, the owls flying amongst the falcons. This is a line in Sean Penn's El Chapo piece. Yeah. Well, I've missed that. You got to read it. You got to listen. That's, you gotta the, read. that's the advice we have. Okay, so devil tongue is olive oil. Olive oil, devil tongue. Eighty-five percent of olive oil is fake. Shut and close case. Follow. Uh, What's her name? Mia Farrow. Diane Keaton. Mia, Mia, Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow or Diane Keaton? Yeah. <laughs> Mia Farrow and Diane Keaton with bad Mia Farrow is the, apparently she's the advocate of the... Of all, she's an olive oil truther. Of the olive oil truthing. <laughs> she's an olive oil truther. But how does Diane Keaton feel? I, yeah. I she's like, stop calling me for a comment. <laughs> Here's Mia Farrow's number. That's what she says every day. And how does Woody feel? Yeah, right. Oh my God. How does Soon Yi feel? She's like, Woody's been using olive oil as lubricant for 15 years. And he's like, I knew he was fucked up. I knew it. Another check against him. I knew it. But she tweeted out her favorite olive oil, and I'm only going to start buying that. It's probably it's so expensive. Probably is. Bitch. It's probably, like, imported from actual, like, olive branches and, like, whatever. In right. It. Some goat smashed. Yeah. Some Italian goat. I hired a goat to actually pick out the olives himself and regurgitate into this bottle. Right. Life is Mia Farrow. It's like the chocolate, or the can of the coffee they could The Mass Brothers. Yeah. Right. Who is the Mass Brothers truther? No one. No one could have seen that coming. <laughs> That was messed up. Did you hear about this? That was messed up. We don't have time to get it. It's a god awful small affair to the girl with the mousy hair. But her mummy is yelling no, and her daddy has told her to go. But her friend is nowhere to be seen. Now she walks through her sunken dream. To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a saddening ball For she's lifted yeah, more solemn topic Yeah, we need to get I need to re, I need to change my rage to mourning You need to change your rage to uh, the disease known as cancer uh, who's claimed two this week, both at the age of 69. 
What are the odds? Two British 69-year-olds die of cancer. And three. Lemmy died. And he, well, he was 70. He was also true. British. But, yeah, it's really, I mean, it's really crazy. Cancer is an incredibly humanizing nightmare. <laughs> like... Yeah. It's really, really knocks you down a couple pegs. Yeah, it really does. I mean, yeah, I don't even know what to think of it. It's crazy. But so two days ago, David Bowie died um, after an 18 month battle with cancer. That was very surprising. I mean, both of these, the other one was this morning. It was British actor Alan Rickman. Um, Alan Rickman dying really caught me off guard. Really? Both of these were surprising because it wasn't a public battle, right? Like, I didn't know no, I no. ever had cancer. Um, yeah. And I don't know how long Alan Rickman had it. Um, I don't think we even know what kind of cancer it was yet. Um, but both are just surprising. But Alan Rickman was really surprising, for sure. I mean, it's, like, way fresher. It kind of happened just a few hours ago. Or the news got out a few hours ago. Um, what was your reaction to both? Well... When I first saw that David Bowie had passed, I was sitting, I had just gotten into work, I turned my computer on, and there was like a couple people in the kitchen making breakfast for themselves, and I like turn on the computer, and I open it up, and I see the headline, and I'm like, David Bowie died? What? (laughs) I like when your voice goes a few octaves up, really lets me know you're sad. I wasn't happy about it. But then one of the guys popped his head around the corner and he was like, yeah, man, it broke last night. You didn't see that? (laughs) Shut up, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) That is so annoying. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's old news. It happened six hours ago. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. And then this morning when I saw Alan Rickman died, I was just like, oh, it was almost like more intense because Bowie had passed. Yeah, you kind of like thought you were out of the It was like 69-year-old Alan Rickman passes away. I was like, holy shit. It's and then funny. I was like, I, wow, Alan Rickman. I found yeah. that about both on the same thread that I have with two friends. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> the same exact thread. And each friend alerted me to one of the deaths. So basically, I'm never texting these people again. Um yeah. But yeah, that was really crazy. <laughs> really, really, really crazy. And then my reaction was, whoa, I didn't know Alan Rickman was 69. I know, he looked good. He did. It also helps, like, good. the last eight movies he did, he had a crazy wig on that made him look like, I don't even know what age Snape looked in the Harry Potter movies, but it was not nearing 70. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, He was a great actor. I really loved Alan Rickman. I think he... He wasn't necessarily the Snape I had in my head when I was reading when I was reading the books, but he definitely <coughs> became the Snape in my heart as I was watching the films. <laughs> yeah, easily, easily the Snape of my heart. Yeah, he's definitely the Snape of my heart. I mean, he's really good. He has, like, a really... He sort of embodies, like, that British dryness in, a, in the perfect way because he has a really so great... So well. Really great resting face. And he's sort of funny without being funny. (laughs) And he's just a really... He's just always expertly cast. And it's kind of His straight man game is so strong. It's so strong. It was so tight. And 
Yeah, he just... And he was always sort of... Ca- is all, He was one of those actors who always, I think, was sort of playing, like, a version of himself. Like, there was always, like, a Rickman-ness in an Alan Rickman performance. But you couldn't really put your finger yeah. on what that was, and it never felt repetitive the way, like, a Samuel L. Jackson performance does. And he's not someone you'd think right. of when you thought of actors like that, you know? And that is... You know, in a way, that's like the... I wouldn't call him a movie star, but that is sort of the sign of, like, a really good movie star, a really good actor. Someone who sort of brings, like, the same baggage, like, on screen again and again. And he was I so always felt safe... Right. I always felt safe watching an Alan Rickman performance. I always knew that it was going to be well done, and I don't know. Yeah. He was going to do the character justice, and I'm sure that's as close to how the screenwriter... Imagined the uh, lines that Alan Rickman would say. Yeah. My favorite performance of him, one of my favorite movies that he was in was uh, Ga- his his role in Galaxy Quest. Oh, he's so good in that Galaxy Quest. That is such a good call on yeah. your part. That is a yeah. forgotten, brilliant comedian. Love me some Galaxy Quest. That movie is so, so good. So, 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 so good. I watched that in college in a class on fandom, and it was really, I remember just how good it was. It's, it's pretty smart. Yeah. Um, it's great. And he's doing that thing again, even in that movie. He sort of, like, right. embodies... You know, it's like he sort of embodies this type of pretension that is... He's like Squidward. He reminds me of, like, a real Squidward. <laughs> you know, it's this person whose, like, pretension is actually pathetic in this, like, weird way. Yeah. And it's yeah. never intimidating, but it is always smart. You know, you, you can tell yeah. this guy's smart. And I love actors who can play smart in a, in pretentious a assholes. Yeah, it's right. a good. It's a really good frequency. And people who can't do it, I really, I really hate. Like I think that's what Ricky Gervais tries to do, and it just never reads for me. And I actually oh, find Ricky him Gervais. kind of insufferable. And I think a lot of British actors try to do that, and that is kind of the British thing. But only a few are really it good, is. and he really was one of the good ones. He made everything I don't better. Know, Rick, Ricky Gervais had some pretty funny lines at the Golden Globes. He had some funny lines. The the Mel Gibson. <laughs> moment was unbearably awkward. It was great. That was awesome. That was so good. I mean, I was watching it on a plane just, like, cringing. I could not believe it. That felt really off the cuff. But then the rest of the time, I also thought he was, like, really dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, yeah. Your face. He's just does not. He does not. I'd have to look at the line. There was at least two other funny lines that he had, from what I heard. In his whole thing, but I can't. I can't remember him. Yeah, in the whole thing. No, I think there were two, but they were like in. They were interspersed throughout the show. Like his monologue was lacking, and then throughout the show, he was just yeah. like a good MC and kind of doing his thing. Mm. But when given like time on stage to like suck it up, I'm like, oh my god, I'm wrapping this up. Um, <laughs> okay, but okay. But anyway. and David Bowie. What what is there to say about David Bowie's oh, life and career? Man. I mean, that one is crazy too, in like a different way. I don't know. I mean, I'll yeah. be honest. My relationship with I don't have like a crazy strong affinity for David Bowie as an artist, meaning I'm not that, um, I don't have, like, a lot of knowledge of a, of his pretty huge catalog, yeah. um, but I always had, like, a really profound, like, respect for him as an artist, and I don't feel that way about a lot of people whose work I don't actually know, you know what I mean? Like, I sort of reject the idea of having to be, like, obliged to, to artists that I don't actually, like, listen to. But he was yeah. one of the few that I felt really happy to be obliged to because he just seemed progressive even from a distance if he weren't engaging with them. Like, he has a crazy, he had a crazy career. Crazy career. You know what I mean? And plus it feels like his music isn't really, doesn't really fit into a category. No, totally. You know, there's some Bowie music that's like 
dance music. And there's some Bowie music that's like clearly rock music. Yeah. And there's some Bowie music that you're like, whoa, this is like R&B or I don't know. It's, uh, you know. No, it's totally true. He was just a, a musician and he created some very, a, a very cole- eclectic uh, catalog. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like, he really sort of challenged your preconceptions of like what a rock star is, what a pop star is. And even though those things sort of like reverted back to their sort of like a more like you know singular identifiers after he sort of stopped engaging with them they also sort of like never went back to being what they were as well you know what i mean True. like yeah. a rock star looked like one thing and then david Bowie became a rock star and then like gene simmons could be a rock star you know and like yeah. you would probably still think of like hair metal and all that shit yeah like there's just like the sort of i mean just like the queering of everything you know what i mean the sort yeah. of like gayness of all of it you know it was kind yeah. of like like I don't think St. Vincent would be a feasible rock star without David Bowie that's not to say that she's I mean I don't think the public would be able to recognize the thing that St. Vincent is doing if it wasn't for someone like David Bowie is my point, yeah. you know? and she's probably like the best rock star right now in music there's probably not yeah right but yeah well yeah. I don't know rock stars that's I don't know. That's a weird term. It is. It's it's a weird term. It feels like it's been co-opted by, like, managers of sporting goods stores giving, like, their, like, props to the the team before the store opens. Like, Jenna, you're a rock star. Like, you really folded those shirts well yesterday. (laughs) It's like camp counselor lingo now. So I don't really know what it means. Almost. But... I don't know. You knew what it meant then. Do you know what I mean? Like, the idea of a rock star in like, the 60s and 70s was, like, a specific thing. And it didn't really look like David Bowie, you know? Well, because now... Yeah, right. I, when you say rock star, I still think of, like, the artists from the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Not in, like, a bad way or an old way or a boring way, but that just, like, doesn't really feel like there's been, like, a real star of rock and roll in a long time. Right, yeah. I mean, that genre just doesn't really exist anymore. I don't Maybe think. Anthony Kiedis... Yeah, in a way, Anthony Kiedis. I mean, Dave Grohl, once Kurt died, Dave Grohl happily took on, like, the role of, like, you know, last living rock star. So him, for sure. Yeah. I love Kiedis a lot. Um, Yeah, I mean, those two, for sure. I mean, you think of the guitar. I mean, it's like, you're not a rock star unless you can play the guitar. I feel like that is, like, a part of, of, like, the thing. Mm, Um, Could be. And those guys definitely can. But then pop star, too, right? I mean, like... I don't know, people... I mean, like, people would always... I never thought the comparison made much sense between Madonna and Lady Gaga, but I always saw a comparison between Bowie and Gaga. Not in terms of Lady Gaga's actual, like, contributions to, like, pop music, or, like... I don't think she's nearly as innovative or as interesting, but I do think that she's sort of some type of more commercial heir apparent to him. Like, that is sort of, like, the more comparable... Yeah, no kind of makes you question your idea of sexuality and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, totally. Yes, that is so yeah. it. Totally. Because, like, Madonna was interested in, like, sex, you know, but right. Bowie and, like, Gaga and people are interested in sexuality, which is, like, way more, I don't even know, like, academic and abstract, and it's not about... It's more abstract, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, no one's looking at a poster of Lady Gaga and being like, she's so hot. Like, like Madonna and Rihanna have more in common with... Or, I'm sorry, Britney Spears and Rihanna have more in common with Madonna, because they trade on, like, yeah. sex, but it's not about 
intellectualizing sex or sexuality or gender, you know, the way that... It's not about exploring sex, it's just about, like, having it or whatever. Yeah, having it, or embodying it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Embodying, like, fucking, (laughs) as opposed to, like, the more scientific idea of, like, (laughs) what sex is. Right. And, yeah, I mean, like, and the sexiness of Bowie is, like, crazy. I mean, like, he was, like, bisexual, sort of. I mean, like, he sort of is, like, wavered on that, but he definitely played up his queerness willingly and that's like no small thing you know back then especially yeah i saw i saw a photo my favorite photo of him is when him and tilda swinton like switch outfits oh my god yes (laughs) yes yes yes. she dresses like him and then he's like wearing like a it's from a a video it's from like we are stars oh they have like a whole like seven minute music video together Ah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, you should watch it. It's really good. Well, Tilda Swinton actually gave this, like, incredibly beautiful speech about David Bowie at the opening of, like, this V&A, V&A Museum exhibit in his honor, like, two, three years ago in London. Um, mm. And I actually, like, reposted it online because I, like, remembered it, like, when I heard about this death. And it's really beautiful. And it's, like, a love letter to him because he wasn't actually at the ceremony. Um, yeah. But now it reads like a eulogy and it's like really beautiful. But it's interesting because he wasn't at the ceremony then and that was a part of this like rumor in 2013 that Bowie was really sick. Do you remember that? Oh. There was like oh, a... Because yeah. he took like such a long hiatus between music and there was this... <clears throat> sorry, this video that went like viral like two years ago when he was performing in England where it looked like he had a heart attack on stage. And his like... Oh, uh, he's like starts like rubbing his arm and he's like stops singing and it kind of... It just looks like something happened on stage and then he did perform for like a long time. He did show up to the museum. And a lot of publications like pre-wrote eulogies to oh, David Bowie. Fuck. Yeah, there's like a lot of them online and like a lot of... They were written in like 2013 or like 2014. Um, and so once he released the Next Day record... Um, and then announced Black Star, his newest record, which came out a week ago on his birthday. It just felt like we were in actually, like we were out of the clearing or something. You know that he'd beat right. whatever it was he was rumored to have beaten. I don't know. It's really so. It's weird. Like a lot of media processing on his death happened prematurely, and so the death felt shocking again <laughs> or something. Mm. But his new album is apparently really good, and everyone should give it a listen. Yeah, it's on Spotify. Yeah. Hell yeah. There's a lot, everyone should be listening so. to Bowie this week. And Bowie's had his finger in, like, a lot of... Like, everyone should be listening to everything Bowie touched in this week. Like, the Lou Reed album, the Iggy Pop album. Like, there's just, like, a lot of good Everybody music. should watch the Crystal Palace. Yes. <laughs> no, the... Wait, the Crystal Palace or Labyrinth? What is Crystal Palace? Labyrinth. You said uh, that Crystal Palace too. is the other one. <laughs> Crystal Palace is the other creepy uh, Muppet movie. Oh, my God. Another 80s Muppet moment. Yeah, the oh. labyrinth of the one is the one with Bowie, and he he stole the girl's little brother, right? Or nephew yeah, or something? I think so. I actually haven't seen Labyrinth all the way through, but I remember his hair, obviously. And then Bowie, yeah, Bowie's like trying to seduce the girl, but then he's like already got her baby all at the same time, and there's a lot of uh, yeah weird, weird like sex stuff with like with violence mixed in, with like knives. Oh, my God, excuse me? What the hell? I have absolutely not seen this movie. Never mind. That was the feeling that I got when I watched it when I was eight. I'm pretty sure I watched, like, the TV edit that was, like, 25 minutes and featured one Bowie song and then, like, a Muppet dancing. (laughs) 
such a nightmare. Oh my god. Okay, I have to watch so, it. That's so a good weekend assignment. We'll miss we'll you, you Dan and Alan Rickman. We'll miss you both. You're both among the stars. You both are <laughs> stars, stars, stars. I love, I love them both. And I really I will miss Alan Rickman. He will be greatly, 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 greatly mixed. missed. Yeah, yeah. Love me some Rick. Some Rick. Rick love me Rick some Rick. Rick. So, basically, mute um, an Alan Rickman movie and play David Bowie over it this weekend for a full throttle emotional meltdown. As always. <laughs> <laughs> they sync up perfectly. <laughs> they do. Alan Rickman's performance in whatever that stupid murdering hairdresser movie. What's it called? Murdering Handsome hairdresser. Man. Yeah, we're Johnny Depp. He's the murdering hairdresser. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Hairdresser. He's a if barber, you, but... <laughs> if you sync up... If you sync up Sweeney Todd and the song right. and the and the song changes, they sync up perfectly. They sync up perfectly. If you just loop changes for two and a half hours, it syncs up perfectly with Sweeney yeah. Todd. That's right. how Sondheim wanted it. Um, it's true. There's a lot. Yeah, definitely. Or if you mute Sense and Sensibility or whatever reason, Pride and Prejudice. He's in one of the Austin awesome mm-hmm. um, and play any Bowie album. Oh, I could totally see him in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, I think it's Pride and Prejudice. I forget yeah. who he is. I don't know, but. Yeah, Probably the hoity-toity uptight British guy. Yeah, I'm going to take a guess. <laughs> That's what he was. He's like, you batch. <laughs> yeah. So messed up. But we love you, so, boy. We love you. We're going to miss him a lot. We're going to miss him a lot. Um, um, yeah. I guess that's it, friends. I guess that's it, everybody. We love you all. We love everybody. And Jack will um, play us out with a little boet. I'll Bowie us out. I'll Bowie yeah, us Bowie. real good. Yeah, Bo- Bowie and Arrow Ice. <laughs> Bowie me, daddy. <clears throat> Bowie me, father. Bowie yeah. 77. <laughs> Bowie 77. Okay, well, well right. bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs> Should we start saying bye like that? Bye. Fighting in the dance hall Oh man, look at those gay men go It's the freaking show Take a look at the low man Beating up the wrong guy Oh man, wonder if you'll never know Who's in the best-selling show Is their life on
Life on more 